We're concluding a series we've been in called Hope Alone. We've been talking as a community that for us Zoe people, our hope is not in a political leader. Our hope is not in an economy. Our hope is not in a person or even ourself. You ever break your own heart? You ever do something, you're like, we talked about this. We said we'd never do this again. The other night at my house, we had a bunch of people over and they had all these desserts laid out, ice cream and cookies. And I ate so much ice cream and so much cookies, I yelled at myself. We said we wouldn't do this. Our hope is not even in ourself. Our hope is in Jesus. The one that will never disappoint. The one that will never let you down. The one that is the constant, the faithful, the consistent person in our life. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Somebody give me a Pentecostal amen for that one. Say amen. Amen. So our hope is alone in, in Jesus. I want to conclude this series by talking today about one of the most important aspects of hope, and that is actually your faith. Because you cannot have hope without faith. And a lot of us deal with anxiety, a lot of us deal with stress, a lot of us get overwhelmed by circumstance and situation, and we get bogged down, we get overwhelmed. And I want to tell you that when you feel anxiety, you are not battling for your peace as much as you are battling for your faith. Because you cannot get peace without your faith. Your faith comes before your hope. Your faith comes before your joy. Your faith comes before your strength. If I have faith in God, I receive everything he has. I want to read this great uh, story to you. It's found in the Gospels is a story about these two sisters. Their names are Mary and Martha. Jesus comes over for Christmas Eve. They unwrap tamales together. And, and he starts to talk. Well, Mary is smart enough. She sits down and she just listens to her rabbi, to her teacher, to, to the perfect one. Martha, on the other hand, is trying to get all the lights right and get the Spotify playlist right and the eggnog and the cocoa and the candy canes. And she's working. And watch what Jesus says to Martha when she asked for help. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Does that sound like your life? You are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Mary has chosen the one thing that you need. Let me just tell you, this Christmas, there's only one thing that you need, and it cannot be unwrapped under a tree. The one thing you need this Christmas is you need Jesus. And Mary had the insight to understand there's only one thing I need in life, and it's him. And since he's here with me, I'm not going to go do a bunch of other stuff because that just leads to a life that's worried and troubled and overwhelmed and stressed and bogged down. No, I'm going to take care of the one thing that I need and the one thing I need in my life is Jesus. So many of us are bogged down 
and troubled and burdened and concerned with so many things. It reminds me of this proverb. Look at Proverbs 12, verse 25. It says, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Anxiety within us will weigh you down. Oh, I'm just so, I've got anxiety about my money. I've got anxiety about my business. I've got anxiety about my relationships. I've got so, I'm bogged down by the burden of stress and being overwhelmed. But it said, but a good word will cheer it up. That's why you need a connect group. That's why you need to be in the house of God. That's why you need godly friendships because somebody needs to say an encouraging word over you that you're going to make it, you're going to do good, you're going to continue, the best is yet to come. But anxiety, you see it in Martha, anxiety will weigh you down, just feeling overwhelmed, like, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if this is Dr. Caroline Leaf, one of, one of, one of my favorite thinkers on anxiety and stress. She says anxiety can be a good thing. Because an anxiety signals in our body that something is going on. Something's happening. Something's swirling. Something has happened or is going to happen. Anxiety sometimes can trigger us, but it can't trigger us to being overwhelmed. It's got to lead us into faith. See, what do you do when you feel anxious? It's not an opportunity for you just to lay in bed. It's an opportunity for you to believe in God. Let me show you the difference. Watch this on the screen. Anxiety is an uneasy feeling of uncertainty, agitation, dread, or fear. To have thought, worry, or care about a situation. But faith, however, is an invitation to cultivate a mindset of trust, prayer, and gratitude in your relationship with God. So when you feel anxiety, it's not that you're supposed to be given over to worry and stress and be bogged down. It's an opportunity to cultivate my trust in God, my belief in God, my confidence in God, and my gratitude in God. Amen to that? I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called, I'm Fighting for My Faith. Some of us think you're fighting depression or you're fighting anxiety. You're not fighting anxiety. You're fighting for faith. Because if you fight with faith, you're going to win the war. But if you try and just, I'm going to beat my depression. I'm going to beat my stress. No, the way that you overcome these things is by believing in God. Watch this scripture. This is Hebrews 3. This is so beautiful. Hebrews 3 verse 12. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Make sure that none of you develop an unbelieving heart. See, what happens is the more anxiety I get, the more stress I get, the more overwhelmed I get, the less I believe in God. And so I look at my bills, and I look at my friends, and I look at what's going on, and I look at the economy, I look at politics, I watch social media, and all it does is, is, is downgrade my faith. He says, see to it that none of us have a sinful or unbelieving heart. What you're fighting for this Christmas season, you're fighting for your faith. Make no mistake about it. Everything that's going on in your life, the way that you'll win what's going on in your world is fighting it with faith. I trust in God. I hope in God. I believe in God. I got confidence in God. And through Christ, I can do all things. 
you, some of us are fighting the wrong fight. I'm going to try and beat my depression, beat my anxiety. No, the way that you do that is you turn to Jesus and he will help you. By the way, everyone, so many people in the Bible dealt with anxiety. Put this list up. Moses had anxiety due to the weight of his responsibility. Jonah's anxiety stemmed from his disobedience. David's anxiety was a result of being chased down by his enemies. Job faced unimaginable despair and grief. Elijah was sidelined after an intense battle with the false prophets of Baal. Peter faced anxiety on the Sea of Galilee. Martha was overwhelmed with preparation and duty. Clipper fans are overwhelmed because they never win. Laker fans, on the other hand, got the joy of the Lord. And so, so, so my question is, is not do you deal with anxiety because if Moses and Job and Elijah and Peter and Martha and all these people in the Bible, Jeremiah, it said of Jeremiah the prophet, he received a vision and he couldn't get out of bed for days. Have you ever woke up in the morning and your first thought was, I don't want to get up? That was yesterday. <laughs> Mainly because my son was hitting me in the face. Get up, get up, get up. But I want to tell you, the fight that you're fighting for is not fighting against being overwhelmed or concerned or worried or stressed or anxiety. It's a fight for your faith and your hope and your belief that God is good and God is for you and God is with you. Come on, everybody, clap together. Westside, clap with us. It's a, it's a, it's a fight for faith. That I'm going to get into the ring and I'm not battling anxiety, I'm battling for belief. I'm not fighting my stresses just with to-do lists. I'm going to tap into worship. The reason why I pray is so that I could believe. The reason why I worship is to build my trust. The reason why I come to church is because it infuses me with life. The reason why I'm in a connect group is because I can't exist without hope in God. Come on, give them a praise right now. I need Jesus. And if I got Jesus, I can go through hell on earth. If I got Jesus, I can be in a hospital. If I got Jesus, I can go through bankruptcy. If I got Jesus, I can go through sickness. If I got Jesus, I could be cancer. If I got Jesus, I'm going to make it. But if I don't got Jesus, I'm not, come on, clap today and thank him. I need God. And this is what Jesus is in our life. I'm going to give you three things to write down today. Write down number one, Jesus is my peace. All of my peace is found in him. Jesus, why do, why do I think that Jesus is my peace? Because Isaiah said, prophesying over Christmas, his, and a child is born unto you, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and of his rule there will be no end. So Jesus is not like a president that has a four-year or eight-year term. Jesus will rule and reign forever. And one of the things that you'll notice about Jesus is that whenever he comes around your life, all of a sudden you experience peace. That's why people that come to church or people that receive salvation say, I haven't received a peace like this. I did a lot of other things. I tried a lot of other stuff. I tried bottles and pills and parties and other people. But I'm telling you, when I met Jesus, I got peace. 
Because wherever Jesus shows up, he carries everything that he has and he gives it to you. He showers you with his love. He showers you with his joy. He showers you with his wisdom. He showers you with his strength. He showers you with peace. When was the last time you went to bed and you had peace on your pillow? You ever go to bed and right before you're about to fall asleep, your mind's like, hey, before you fall asleep, let's just run through every scenario in your life real fast. Let's just think through every negative scenario we could possibly think of, and then I'll let you sleep. It'll be two hours. Right? But I'm telling you, when you got peace on your pillow, it's because you got confidence in Jesus. You got trust in Jesus, knowing that God is for you. God is with you. God is your shield. God is your refuge. God is your provider. God is faithful. He is full of peace. Watch in Matthew 6. Watch Jesus four times. Listen to what he says. Matthew 6, he says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Verse 27, and which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to a span of his life? Verse 31, therefore, do not be anxious. Verse 34, uh, 31 and then 34, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Jesus is telling you, don't be anxious. Don't worry about your career. Don't worry about your money. Don't worry about stuff. He says, actually, seek me first. If you put me first, everything else will be taken care of. Have you noticed that that two-hour session when you're trying to fall asleep worrying about your whole life has done nothing for you but get you worked up and riled up and more concerned? So instead of tapping into your mind, why don't you tap into your faith and say, I'm going to trust in God and look to God and believe in God and receive his peace. That's why whenever Jesus shows up, the Bible literally says, that wherever God is in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. The thing that you've been wanting and craving and looking for is not found at the mall. It's found in Christ. It is no purchase. It is no award. It is no person. It is no thing. It is found all in the person of Jesus Christ. Watch what he says here in 1 Thessalonians and even 2 Thessalonians. He says, may the God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Did you notice that all the anxiety is on you when you feel like you've got to do it, but all the peace comes when you believe that God will do it? Do you know that God can take your career to places you can't? You know that God can take your name in places that you can't? You know that God can do things that you're, you're limited? He is limitless. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Look at the next one, 2 Thessalonians 3. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way the Lord be with all of you. The Lord himself the God of peace give you peace in every way in every season in every scenario so Jesus is my peace I don't need like the right lighting and the right amount of money in my account and the right community and the right stuff and if everything's perfect oh I got peace I got peace you ever notice how night life rarely lines up where everything's perfect you conquer one area of your life and the other area is missing. 
That's why you need God in every season, in every way, because you can't have peace without Jesus. So the first thing I conclude is that my peace is not in a substance. It is not in a relationship. It is not in a career or in a community. It is in the person of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. He's my peace. So number one, Jesus is my peace. Number two, write it down. Jesus is my good shepherd. I love this about Jesus. He's my leader. He's my shepherd. In fact, Jesus says this in John 10. He says, I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for the sheep. He says, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep will recognize my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. It's a, anxiety is a strange voice. Stress is a strange voice. Being overwhelmed is a strange voice. But when Jesus speaks, he speaks in love. He speaks in wholeness. He speaks in acceptance. He speaks in favor. He speaks in grace. So I got, I got a good news for you today. All you need to get peace is follow the Prince of Peace. Who is the leader of your life? Are you the leader of your life or is your circumstance the leader of your life? Is your life predicated on how good your scenario is or how good your God is? Because I got a good shepherd. I got a good shepherd. I got a good shepherd. And where does he lead me? Where does he lead you? The Bible says he leads me into, into green pastures. So he does, not, he does not take me into the Inland Empire. He clearly doesn't live in Rancho Cucamonga. He, 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 he leads me by still waters. Okay? So we're not going to Newport. And paths of righteousness. You know, if you study and you translate out paths of righteousness, it literally means that God leads me down paths that lead to my happiness. Have you considered yet today that God wants you to be happy? And the enemy of your life bogs you down with pressure and stress and gets you to be overwhelmed and riddles you with anxiety. And God's saying, no, I'm trying to get you into green pastures. I'm trying to lead you by still waters. I'm leading you down paths that you're going to go down this path. You ever walk down a path in life, you're just like, It's the path that God has for you. Path of freedom. Path of truth. How about this? Come on, everybody. Path of fruitfulness. Effective living. God didn't lead you down a barren path. He didn't lead you down a path of questioning or criticism. He leads you down his path. I am the good shepherd, he says. Watch what he says here in Luke 12. This is beautiful message translation. He says, what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to get you to relax, not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions, and you'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. God is a God of blessing. God is a God of generosity. God wants you to be fruitful. God wants you to multiply. God wants you to be successful. God wants to prosper you. God wants you to have hope. God wants you to have life. 
He says, don't be preoccupied with, with what you can get. And don't be preoccupied and concerned. He says, no, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be taken care of. I am the God that leads you. I am the God that loves you. I know Julia already read it, but let's read it again. Philippians 4, this is beautiful. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So it says, don't be anxious about anything. There's nothing in your life right now that God's like, hey, you know what? Let's just be honest, me and you, man to man. You should be freaking out. Let's keep it real here in church. Let's not play games. Hit the panic button. Because, you know, I can't even do anything about this. You, you, really, you done messed up now, haven't you? No, he actually says opposite. Be anxious about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? What's that word? Thanksgiving. Oh, there's that faith. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. So it's like, God, I want to just let you know I'm, I'm stressed about money. I'm stressed about relationships. I'm stressed about people. I'm stressed about my job. I'm stressed about health. I'm stressed about whatever it is. Fill in my, but I'm going to give it to you, God. That's the fight of faith. I'm going to give it to you, God. And God says, if you give me, cast all your anxieties onto him because he cares for you. And God says, if you do this, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Translation, God will give you peace in scenarios that people will look at you and go, why are you so calm? Why are you so peaceful? Why are you so joyful? Why are you so happy? Why are you so good? Why are you so content? Why are you so confident? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because God's involved in my life and God is, is my leader and he's my shepherd and he's leading me down the right path. And if God's in control, I'm good. And people are like, yeah, 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 but you lost your job and your pet's heads are falling off. Yeah, but God's on the throne. And the peace of God, which transcends all natural understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. There's two areas the enemy attacks in your life. He attacks your heart to get unbelieving and your mind to get overwhelmed. And I'll tell you what, I'm thankful to God that I can cast my cares and I can bring my petitions and I can let my requests be made known because God's peace starts guarding my heart and my mind. Uh, we, we, it's basketball season for us. So on Friday night, we were in the gym, basketball. Yesterday morning in the gym, basketball. And right now my boys are learning how to play defense and guard somebody. And I'm trying to teach them, you know, how to watch somebody's uh, waist and the, the, don't look at the ball because they're going to try and beat you and go around you. And I'm trying to teach them how to play, get in your chair and play good defense. You realize anxiety is going to try and get by you and stress is going to try and overwhelm you and, and your situation is going to try and bombard you, but God's peace is going to guard your heart and guard your mind and say that you're not welcome in this house. You're not welcome in this marriage. You're not welcome in these children. Come on, you belong to Jesus. So praise be to God, number one, that he is my peace. But man, am I thankful that he's my good shepherd. And, 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 and I don't know if you concluded yet. I, I, I hope you have because all of us can, we're, we don't like talking bad behind your back, but all of us are on the same page when it comes to you. You're so bad at leading your life. We, we don't mean that with any disrespect. You just keep failing. But when God leads you, oh, Jesus. 
you got a shot, don't you? So he's my good shepherd. And he's leading me into green pastures. He's leading me into still waters. He's leading me in passive righteousness. Look at what he says in Isaiah 35, verse 4. This is a beautiful scripture. Say to those, listen to this scripture. Say to those who have an anxious heart. Be strong, man. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Say to those who have an anxious heart, hey, 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 you're good. God is for you. God is with you. God will fight your battle. See, if you have an anxious heart, remember what it's saying in chapter 12, verse 25, Proverbs. An anxious heart is weighed down, but a good word will cheer it up. That's why God says, if you got an anxious heart, let me just say this. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Our God is for you, and our God is with you. Amen? Come on, clap if you receive that today. I just believe that. God is my good shepherd. So number one, God... Jesus, he's my peace. Number two, Jesus is my good shepherd. And write down number three, Jesus, he is my rock. Jesus is my rock. He's, I'm standing on, on dry ground. I'm standing on firm foundation. I was asking my boys the other day, worship team, you can come join me. Well, I was asking my boys the other day, they wanted to watch screens, so I asked them, okay, if you want to um, watch screens, you, we, we're going to do a little Jesus. What's your favorite worship song? Like it makes me feel bad, better about being a parent that I let them go watch screens for two hours just as long as I can find out there's a little Jesus in there. So I say, oh, okay, you, you, we, we want to go watch a movie? Um, all right, what's your favorite worship song? And my eight-year-old uh, Mavi boy, he says to me, can the worship team come join me? Um, keyboard, I told you they do a smoke break. I'm telling you they do. I, I, I promise you they're on a smoke break. They're out there like, oh, he's almost done. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Not that one, he's a real Christian, but the rest of them, I don't know. <laughs> Promise you, the rest of them went to Urban Outfitters for that 30 minutes, got a new beanie and came back. Oh, there you are. So I asked, I asked my, my eight-year-old, my Mavi boy, I said, um, okay, what's yours? And he's trying to think, and he's like, um, I like the one um, that Clive likes. It's like, not good enough. And he's trying to describe it. And I was like, oh, I think I know which one you like. Um, it's, it's um, and so I played it. And it's, he likes that firm foundation song. You know, Christ is my firm foundation. And I'm like, in my head, I was thinking, you know, everybody likes this song because everybody relates with this song. That the wind came and the storm came and the life happened. But, you know, but my, my faith was found on you. I was standing strong because God is so good. So we play this song in our house and we're worshiping. Rain came and wind blew, but my house was built on you because you're my rock. Man, if you don't have Jesus as a rock, that, that situation is going to try and throw you. I have seen the kindest, greatest people in the world capitulate to situations and get their life and faith rocked all because of anxiety. And I have seen others trust in God through hell on earth and come out on the other side praising and worshiping and laughing and dancing. What's the difference? Choosing Jesus. I'm just here to encourage you. Life is going to be filled with stress and anxiety and overwhelming situations. It doesn't mean God is mad at you. It's a fight for your faith to keep believing in God. 
Look at this scripture. I love this psalm. This is beautiful. Psalm 61. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. From the ends of the earth, I will cry out to you. Come on. When you get filled with anxiety, what are you going to cry out to? What are you going to turn to? I want to cry out to God. How about you? From the ends of the earth, I cry out to you. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. In other words, I don't want to stay down in the dumps and down in my emotions and feeling overwhelmed and bogged down and defeated and that I'm not enough. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I need to get into a better space. I need to get into a better place. I need to think better and believe better and love better. And it's all me and you. I want to convince you today, without Jesus, we have no shot. Without Jesus, we're not going to make it through the pressures and the problems of this world. But with Jesus, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Come on, do you believe that today? I can do all things through Christ that gives me the strength. A couple weeks ago, a few weeks back, I was, I was just feeling that, you know, that, that touch of anxiety. You know, you feel it, I feel it. We all go through problems. We all go through pain. And I was feeling this situation. I was feeling, and so I reached out to a friend. And I called him on the phone. I said, hey, man, I'm not doing so good. I'm not doing that well. And I'm calling because I need prayer. Will you pray for me? And so I was telling him what's going on in my life and what I'm feeling. And he's listening. And that anxiety was weighing me down. But as he started to talk to me and speak life over me, that good word cheered me up. And I said at the end of the, 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 the encouragement, I said, hey, would you, would you mind praying over me? Can you just take a moment and pray for me? He goes, oh, it be my honor to pray for you. And he starts praying. You ever have someone start praying for you and you start crying, but you don't want them to know? So he's praying and I'm crying and I'm like, dang it. I hit the mute button. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Unmute. And I'm like, I know he's going to know. I know he's going to know. And so he said, amen. And it was my turn to talk, but you, you, you get that lump in your throat, you know? So he's like, amen. And I didn't say nothing. And he's like, are you there still? And I'm like, yeah. Still here. And I just, you know, had to let it out. Because all of us, Job, David, Elijah, Peter, Martha. You go through the list of the scriptures. Anxiety will hit all of us. The question is not if you're going to face stress. It's what are you going to do? But what we're saying together is my hope is in Jesus. No matter what I go through, he is my source of peace. He is my good shepherd. He is my rock. I will never be disappointed if I build my whole life on that guy. Stand to your feet. Last scripture of the day, book of Acts. I love this scripture so much. Acts chapter 4, verse 11. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures. Look at that. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. I like that because what the scripture is saying is everybody else rejected Jesus, 
But for you and I, we're building our whole life on Jesus. Everybody else said, no, he's not the Messiah. He's not the perfect one. He's not the child of God. He's not the one we hope for. He's not the one the prophets foretold of. He's not the answer for humanity. But you and I said, yes, he is. And he is the hope for humanity. The stone that the builders rejected for us has become our chief cornerstone. Come on, clap today if you're down to build your whole life on Jesus. Come on, clap a little bit louder. Westside, clap with us. I'm building everything on the name and the person of Jesus. Come on, let's pray today, Jesus.